And it's Rebecca. And this is Just Ghouly Things. Hey guys, <laughs> welcome back to Just Ghouly Things. We're your bootyful hosts. Booty! <laughs> you know, self-confidence in I this like episode, it. you know? I like it. Um, so, hope you guys are all doing well. Um, this episode is going to be released a little later than what we usually post, but... Um, it's here, so that's all that matters. And if you have any we problems with that, you can fight me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you can actually fight me. So, um, Lily, how's everything going with you? Good? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. I just got a Venmo reminder. Let me. <laughs> she needs, she owes a lot of money to people or legs are about to be broken. So. No, actually. <laughs> no, it's I need to pay my friend back for the um, RV pass that we got at Camp Bisco. So, yeah, oh, let's, yeah. let's do a little update. Um, yes. Rebecca, you go first. Okay. So Miami was so, so much fun. Uh, weather was beautiful. Got to lay out by the beach all day. Got to see my girlfriends, drinks, good food, just good vibes all around. Amazing. It was super fun. And what about you, Lily? What about Camp Bisco? Camp Bisco was wild. Um, Tell me more. Yeah. Yeah. So I was... So it was my first and probably last time camping. Really? Yeah, so I I have never camped before because my mother never camped and my dad tried camping with his family and hated it and the horror story. I I remember talking about the Bigfoot scare. That's when he went camping. (laughs) Um, My mom never (laughs) camped because my grandmother and grandfather grew up like literally in the Dust Bowl in the Great Depression. And one time when my mom was like 11, apparently, she asked my grandma, she was like, why don't we ever go camping? And my grandmother, who didn't have plumbing until she was 18, she goes, she said to my mom, she goes, Amy, I camped the first 18 years of my life. We are never camping again. Forever scarred. I don't blame her. Yeah, so camping uh, didn't really, you know, run in the family. Yeah. mm -hmm. But how was the experience for you? The experience for me was so everyone had their camping stuff. A bunch of them had just come back from Electric Forest, which is a big camping festival. And they all have, like, their huge tents. And I think I have a picture somewhere. I had this tiny-ass one-person tent. (laughs) And what we took into account was I am one human being. This is, you know, I'm not going to be camping a lot. So I just got a small one-person tent off of Amazon. It was, like, Mm -hmm. not expensive at all. I, you know, went to my old neighbor's house. And I got, like, their old camping lantern and their camping sleeping bag. I got a yoga mat and set up my little thing and all these people come in they're like okay yeah we'll set up our tents too these tents are fucking huge <laughs> like the size of a small apartment <laughs> like and i'm like okay like yeah there's a lot of them they're sharing tents these people go camping a lot they you know some of them had air mattresses all that Smart, stuff yeah. yeah i'm like meeting the bare minimum like you're struggling i, I was struggling and what i we took into account was I'm one person. I'm right. I'm barely going to be in this tent. All yeah. I'm going to do is sleep. Exactly. And I'm only going to use it for a few days. What we did not take into account was changing clothes. Oh, this I forgot that was a thing. This t- this tent probably the height of it was probably about like three or four feet off the ground. And I had to change in this humidity, and I'm changing like into and out of swimsuits, which is hard enough yeah. when you're when it's all wet, and then, and then you're sp- it was oh just, gross. That was a shit show. So I would change in other people's tents, and I really just where'd left you in shower mind. and stuff? Uh, they had showers there for they five dollars, okay. pretty good. Yeah. Wow, uh, these people are smart. Charging people five dollars to shower that adds up, dude. It was 
Yeah, it was amazing. I actually, I kept on meaning, I showered, I, oh, well, here's the thing. It poured while we were setting up camp. Oh, wow. So it was all on dirt and grass, so everything was all muddy. So the, um, the white sneakers that you see, um, in my Camp Bisco post, I kept them in a little box like a little um my are they still white watch box they are white wow I, I made sure to wear them on a dry day um smart but there was still leftover mud yeah so the soles are a little fucked up but other than that it was fun it was, i had been wanting to go for six years mm-hmm. i finally got to go i might go next year definitely staying at a hotel or <laughs> staying in a real rv mm-hmm. um, might as well put the money towards like going to an rv like going to an rv and at least you have your own place and it's more spacious my own toilet we were right by the porta potties which was really convenient but really inconvenient because in the morning they would clean them out mm, enough yeah. said yeah all right so into the so speaking of special events, mm-hmm. yes. let's talk about Area Fifty One, shall yes. we? Okay, so um, as many of you guys may know, there has been a Facebook event that has been labeled Storm Area Fifty One. <laughs> they can't stop all of us, <laughs> and it has went viral. And the event jokingly claims that they want to scale the fences in Storm Area Fifty One, which. Is a top secret Air Force installation in the Nevada desert. That's am- still amazing <laughs> to me. It's am- I just love I love the caption Storm Area Fifty One. They can't stop, stop all, all of us. us. <laughs> I got like I am willing to risk all of your lives. Yeah. So he- and here's even the better part. When you think about it, it's pretty easy because it is protected by right mm-hmm. Area Fifty One, a chain link fence. Okay. A little gate, like a tiny gate. Like they use for private communities, like not like the kind that goes up and down, but yeah. the wide ones yes. that close and you tie them together. And like signs that say no trespassing. My pool in my complex is protected better <laughs> than that. But also, I don't like, think your security at your development also has nuclear weapons behind those fences either. Exactly. <laughs> this is literally just a pool of a. a a fucking pit of water in New Jersey with some... I mean, it's, it's a nice pool, but... <laughs> like, when you get down to it, there's no government secrets behind it. And we at least have, like, a little roof. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we got some stuff going on to protect our pool. Or, you know what I mean? The uh, But this is my philosophy. I feel like Area 51, obviously, they own all of that land. But the base itself is not right next to the fence. True. Like, it has to be miles back. True. And it doesn't mean we... I mean, like we said in our just general UFO, uh, you know, episode. If you UFO, hell no. UFO, hell no. UFO, no, she better. No. <laughs> um, they have... the. They do have guards in trucks. The camo dudes. Look it up if you haven't heard about yeah. them. Um, and it doesn't mean we're not being watched. You know what I mean? Yeah. There are, obviously, there have got to be cameras and mm-hmm. Google Earth goes over... Um, something that just crossed my mind, though, now that I think about it, I was watching some crime show, maybe Forensic, I don't remember, but there was some, like, kidnapper, and he kept people in his yard, but underneath a tarp that looked like grass, so when Google Earth would go over and get an aerial photo, it just looked like an empty backyard. But underneath that tarp, there were people. Wow. So what's just clicking for me now is what if our aerial views are just skewed by... (sighs) My mind just blew up in this noggin. 
this noggin that's right in here. in this noggin. Your pretty little Wow. That's yeah. crit. Wow. Yeah, we got brains, too. That's insane. Wow. Right? Now, okay. So now everything's a lie. I'm sorry. That's just, that's Let's just, just cut this episode mind. short because <laughs> this is ridiculous. Bye. Everything is a lie. All right. Okay. Anyway, um, but on the Facebook event that I was talking about, um, their stated hope is to see the aliens who for decades have been rumored to be warehoused within Area 51. And <laughs> the event page talks of a plan that explains, <laughs> quote, if we, if we, is it Naruto? Or Naruto? Naruto. Naruto run. We can move faster than their bullets. Let's see them aliens. <laughs> now, I just... The first thing that came up in my head that made me literally cry of laughter from this little part is I would love to see an Air Force official have to explain to the head of security what a Naruto run is. <laughs> like, I could picture them with their head forward and their arms back and, like, trying to demonstrate on the Area 51 base yeah. what exactly these people would be doing while they're storming into Area 51. Well, my favorite thing is it would, I would... I would die laughing if, like, one of the guards was like, they're Naruto run. I Like, I could picture, they're Naruto running! They're not just God running. Damn it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get your shields up. They're not just running. They're Naruto running. If John Wick were to run this campaign to raid Area 51, I think that it would be successful. But <laughs> he is not running it, so I don't think this will be Bunch successful. Of awkward backpack kid. <laughs> Naruto running. Have you that just love memes like us. Yes! So that's, that's my my latest meme that I'm dying for is the Area 51 memes. Oh, the oh my god! I've been living for those. I'm, I've been sitting like trying to think of them, but every time I think of one, there's already one like it. And I'm like. I gotta get the you know. best one. They sent to my mom who goes, Time Traveler, what are you doing? Me, getting ready to run into Area 51. Time Traveler, oh, the Area 51 massacres this year? Me, the what? <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, you know, you, need, you need to post that one. But yeah, seriously, I Area, I mean, all, like, all jokes aside, like, we could get in that bitch. <laughs> Lily, don't encourage our listeners. Well, did you see? I've also seen people like, why don't we just go to FAFSA headquarters? <laughs> <laughs> At least make your time worth it. That's more effective than going into Area 51. Yeah. But we'll go into that later. So continuing about this Facebook page that started this whole viral thing, it counts that 2 million people are planning on going, <laughs> while 1.4 million are interested in going. <laughs> Lily just snorted all of her Diet Coke out of her nose and her mouth. <laughs> so funny, like, oh, I'll, I'll see, you know, <laughs> it depends on my work schedule. <laughs> like, may, I'm going to go to work and I'm going to request off <laughs> and under, and but because I'm stuck. <laughs> okay, new challenge, the uh, request off work challenge, tag us. Text your boss. Sorry, I can't come into work on when is it? September twentieth. September twentieth. I'm I I'm gonna be in Nevada. Nevada? Yeah. Yes, Rachel, Nevada. Okay. It, okay. You guys, this is a real thing, and let's put this on our Instagram. Like, we'll make it as soon as we go offline. Okay. Cool. Cool. Okay. So anyway. There's even a website called StormAreaArea51.com <laughs> that sells merch and even has a SoundCloud song. And this event, which was clearly meant as a joke, is scheduled, like we said, for September 20th between the hours of 3 a.m. and 6 a.m. But is it really happening? 
So jokes like this have gone viral and have caused havoc before, including Johnny Carson's 1973 claim that the U.S. was running out of toilet paper. <laughs> and this was just an attempt um, at humor that really triggered at a, sh- a real shortage that began happening. So pretty much, I looked into this account. Wait, like real sh- shortage of, of toilet new- paper? Uh, yes, of toilet paper, yes. So pretty much he goes, um, on his show, he goes, you know, we have also sort of shortages these days. And he has 20 million vi- viewers at this point, right? And during this time, the economy was really, really bad. There were shortages in so many different areas. Very scary for people. Um, but he goes, but have you heard of the latest? I'm not kidding. I saw it in the papers. There's a shortage of toilet paper. <laughs> so something so minute as toilet paper, you think, oh, everyone's going to giggle. But absolute but, um, madness happened. So pe- millions of Americans began swarming grocery outlets as soon as that came on air. And they hoarded as much toilet paper as they can get their hands on. And... Even someone goes um, in a New York Times article, they said, for my baby shower, I told my party guests just to bring toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) And get this, it took four months to realize that there was actually never a shortage to begin with. Four fucking months? Four months. I love that. Yes. But this just proves how careful we have to be when we talk about things, especially on the internet. If one thing you says goes viral, you're connected to that forever. Well, do you remember, I don't know if you remember, um, there was a Facebook event a while back when there was a hurricane coming, and it was like, face all your fans towards the east so that the hurricane <laughs> wind can't yes. get us. And that was also a real Facebook event. But that's amazing. M- but much less interesting than Area 51. But that's pretty, that's pretty funny. But yeah. I feel like that didn't go as viral as this one. Yeah. Um, but so, joke or not, these hordes might really show up at this closely guarded federal facility, which is a poor decision according to authorities. But Bookmaker, which is an internet betting site, um, are already weighing the odds of a tsunami of citizens storming the chain links. And if they do, the chances that they'll find any alien mothballs inside. So people are actually making monetary bets on what's going to happen during September 20th during these hours. If people storm it, successfully what they'll find what like there's the just highest bid you know i did not look into it that much i should have but whatever I can, it is i'm adding a dollar to it i need to i'm actually very curious now um but the search for extraterrestrial life hasn't just started after this facebook event it's of been course. going on for years and years and years and it's been a fixture of american pop culture um and it's been um, prevalent in shows like The X-Files, movies like E.T., Independence Day, Arrival, and so, so many more. And these examples speak to a widespread sediment that um, has been long bubbling underneath our, the surface of the world. Like, just everyone all over, but specifically the United States with Area 51, Roswell. Yeah. We're very intrigued by extraterrestrial life. Um, But lately, it seems like conspiracy theorists have been getting a little bit louder than usual, (laughs) and media has devoted a lot of time to speculation about space objects. Yeah. So, with the usual connection to Area 51 and aliens, we have to ask, what even is Area 51? Like, what is it actually? And is this raid at all safe to do? So... Today, we're going to talk about Area 51 and more details on this possible raid. So, Lily, what research did you find while talking about Area 51? All right, so I actually kind of found out why uh, UFOs, what, what the real origin was of the UFO claims, which I'll get to later. But basically, they were initially in July 1955, they were testing uh, U-2 battle planes, right? Okay. 
And so that's when the sites began. But to go to what led up to that, the CIA established the Groom Lake Test Facility in April of 1955 for Project Aquatone. Um, and this was the development of the Lockheed U-2 Strategic Reconnaissance, Reconnaissance Aircraft. Reconnaissance Aircraft. Literally could not even say that word. So good for you for getting through that. I tried every like combination I could. <laughs> English but, language. <laughs> but the thing is that the, the specific reason that they chose this area was it couldn't be done anywhere else because it was so secretive. Okay. So they list a couple other places where they would test, you know, war aircraft, commercial aircraft, all that stuff, but they couldn't do it there because they really needed it to be top, top, top secret. That's true, especially by us. It's so populated. You can mm-hmm. never do it in New York, New Jersey area. Forget about it. <laughs> especially with all the loudmouth Italian Jersey people around here. I'm yeah. Like, Yo, Tommy, did you see that aircraft over there? Joey! It's ruining all my tomatoes. (laughs) It ruined my short trip. (laughs) Donna over there couldn't stop complaining. (laughs) Think it was my snoring, but it's over there. Asshole the alien. I'm trying to go to the mall and walk my dog. And drink my coffee. Joey bag of Kelly Johnson, uh, his opinion on first seeing Groom Lake says it was a perfect natural landing field. It was as smooth as a billiard table without anything being done to it. Wow. So they find the place, they start, you know, kind of moving in, and later on they name it Paradise Ranch. And then eventually the CIA started calling it the new facility in the middle of nowhere which would kind of encourage the workers to move, and then eventually it was just shortened to The Ranch. Interesting. So at that point, it wasn't even called Area 51. Hmm. So May 4th, 1955, a survey team arrived at Groom Lake, and they laid out the runway on the southwest corner of the lake bed, and that was the designated, you know, that's where they designated a site for a base to support facility. Okay. And in a little over three months, it consisted of a one- singular paved runway, three hangars, a control tower, and a movie theater and volleyball court. But that's in three months. That's crazy. I feel like that's so much progress for three months in 1955. Dude, you know what I'm thinking? That's a lot. You know what I'm thinking right now? You what? know how people think the pyramids were built by aliens? Mm-hmm. They built this shit awful fast for humans. That's very true. Not only are there aliens in Area 51, aliens... Built Area 51. Another mind blow. Yes. No, but that makes sense, though. But now we also know aliens like movie theaters and volleyball courts. Of course. We all love a good game of volleyball. Why not? But that's insane. Yeah, that's true. Because you know what? There are so many. Xanadu in New Jersey has taken 15 years to build. So they also had a mess hall, several wells, and a few storage tanks. Okay. Uh, the ranch received its first U-2 delivery on July 24th, 1955 from Burbank on a cargo plane. That's my mom's birthday. Oh. Oh, that's right. Not the year, but. Well, yeah. <laughs> so to preserve secrecy, the personnel would only fly to Nevada on Monday mornings and would return to California on Friday evenings. 
And this is actually kind of around where the UFO sightings first began. Okay. So what would happen was, let me get my little numbers here. Do you have? Right, right, right. I have them. Nope. ASMR. Ah, oh, yes. <laughs> Ear orgasm. <laughs> Eargasm. So, <laughs> um, so that's around when the sightings began, and this is the kind of thing that you don't really think they began logically. You just kind of think someone was like, "Hey, aliens," you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But the connection between all of this began in 1955 when it first started because commercial airline pilots were weren't informed about what was going on because it was a secret Mm -hmm. so they'd be flying and these pilots are used to 10,000 to 20,000 feet at that time and they're seeing these U2s flying at sometimes over 60,000 wow so they're seeing these little jets you know thousands of tens of thousands of feet above them and they're like uh what the fuck yeah what you know actual fuck is that? and that's when they became unidentified flying objects wow when reported to the air force the air force knew what it was mm-hmm. but they couldn't say okay because they had to keep it a secret so they would just say oh uh yeah it's natural phenomena uh, high altitude weather research and even now you hear oh it's probably just a weather balloon mm-hmm. stuff like that so that's what the Air Force, you know, they kind of shrugged it off. They knew, but they couldn't say. Yeah. It's like, you know, when... I'm trying to compare it to something. When, like, your mom knows town gossip, and she's like, you know, go easy on Sally. And you're like, why? She's being a bitch. And she's like, no, Sally's going through something. But, like, she can't <laughs> say. Yeah. But, but you're like, no, like... my. Also, I don't think... Oh, I know a Sally. Do you? I actually... Just met a Sally last week that she, um, her boyfriend is like best friends with my boyfriend and now she's boxing with us. Oh, that's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I've never met a Sally before. But yeah, right? I just literally met her last I week. I went to school with a Sally. But yeah, anyways, that's just a hypothetical name. So any Sally listening. I'm sorry if you're going through shit. Yeah, all right. But you know what I mean? It's like, you know, they know something, but they won't say. Yeah. So that was kind of, you know, the beginning of people seeing these was the pilots of course thinking oh i can get up there see that and then like it's above us you know Mm -hmm. and what the fuck do they know what the fuck do we know at this point honestly that's true this is the birth of project oxcart which was established in 1959 for anti-radar studies aerodynamic structural tests and engineering designs and later work on the lockheed a12 and this included testing at groom lake and this was the time that Groom Lake received the name Area 51. Oh, okay. When the A-12 test facility construction began in September of 1960. Okay. Um, and so I couldn't find, like, the same flat-out, you know, common, you know, knowledge answer of why. There are a couple theories. If you know... If there is, like, an actual, like, government statement or something, let me know because I couldn't find anything. But Of why it was called Area 51? Yeah, there are some, you know, some, like, it was 15 miles away from something, so they flipped it and all these different things. Okay. Um, it's possible that I just read a bunch of theories and then the flat-out answer and I didn't see it stand out as the actual answer. Or what if out of, like, they tried 50 areas to try to, like, make this project happen or, like... Um, 
Like, you know how you said that they were looking for, like, the perfect land? Yeah. Maybe this was the 51st yeah. property. Holy shit. I don't know. I just literally, that, I just literally pulled that out of my ass, so. <laughs> Anyways. Don't yell at me. <laughs> so, Project 51 begins. And on October 1st, it is the official, October 1st, 1960, is the official beginning. Okay. And they now upgrade the base facilities so they expand the runways and they do kind of bore some boring shit right so they expand the runways they convert the U- old u2 hangars into workshops uh, storage and admission buildings and a commissary and they had a control tower and then they also added a fire station um and um used some of the hangars as housing for hmm. people who work there long term um but they also had a reservoir pond a gymnasium, a movie theater, and get this, of all things. So I'm not sure if they kept the volleyball court or anything, uh-huh. but they definitely added a baseball diamond. A baseball diamond. Huh. That's an interesting, like, the corporate softball teams, like, yeah. aliens versus Air aliens. Force. <laughs> right? Exactly. Uh, like, it's just such an odd, I guess, because it was like, oh, um, you know. This is a whole community. Yeah. It was a wow. real whole community, which is, now that I think of it, kind of spooky. Yeah. I wonder right? if their kids, like, since it's housed, like, there's housing, I wonder if they allowed, like, full families, even if, like, the, the wife or the mother of the person or yeah. the father of the person that I worked mean, there had kids. and. My guess is just for those who had a really far commute, or people who were working extended hours, you know. So, anyways, it must be nice. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. I mean, how many people did they allow in? My guess. Or do they still that. allow in is the real question. Ooh. Yeah, you know what? That There could be such a fire museum at Area 51. They could be having the top, like, pick theater or... Amazing malls there, like a but imagine, bomb food. But like, I'm imagining like little people, like like they could have an awesome museum. I like that you're thinking of food, yeah, and, th- and shopping. And I'm like the museum. Yeah. I love museums, man. <laughs> but anyways, so security, of course, also was enhanced. So initially, all who were not connected with a certain te- that when they were testing. Um, certain flight patterns or, you know, different variations of these planes or whatever, those who weren't involved actually had to go into the mess hall so that they couldn't see what was going wow. on. Wow. Yeah, before That's each takeoff. That's how take secretive. Off. Yeah, but then they were like, you know what? Let's drop. So they dropped it because it was disruptive and impractical because they had such a large number of flights. Makes sense. And of course, as it got more, you know, convenient and they knew which steps to take, it was like, why add all this time cattling people? Yeah. When we could ju- or hurting people <laughs> when we could just be like, hey, you know, it's not like they had a lot of ways to share, anyways. That's true. Yeah. Um. So then also came the D twenty one tag board which was a development beginning in October 1962. Um, And it was initially designed to be launched from the back of an M-21 carrier aircraft. And several test flights were made here, followed by four unsuccessful um, flights from the D-21 over the People's Republic of China. 
and this program then was canceled in 1971. It was canceled? Yeah, so they so the D21 tag board, they came up with this idea. They tried flying over China, and uh, four times it was unsuccessful. So Epic fail. Yeah, and I'm wondering what kind of unsuccess was it? Did they crash? Did they not make it? Did oh, it China doesn't explain do- that? Um, not what I found, but there is definitely an explanation somewhere, probably. Also, after that, during the Cold War, it was used to evaluate and test captured Soviet aircraft, like fighter aircraft. So beginning in the late 1960s and for several decades, Area 51 has played host to an assortment of Soviet-built aircraft and other things. So there are different programs that they use, and they're, they have these ridiculous names. So there's Have Donut have drill, and have ferry programs. Have donut? Like nom nom donut? Yeah, that's how they spell it. And it was whenever we had access to any Soviet technology, we would take it and test it at Area 51. Wow. Under, you know, closed, behind closed doors. Yeah. So that. Makes sense. Yeah. Especially, I mean, especially during that time period. Yeah. So... There's Have Donut, Have Drill, Have Ferry. And then there was the Have Blue F-117 program. So the Lockheed Have Blue prototype stealth fighter. And this is a smaller model of, like, the F-117 Nighthawk. So that's why they, like, kind of hyphenated. Um, Was first flown there in December of 1977. And in 1978, the Air Force... the Air Force had a full-scale development contract of the F-117 to Lockheed Corporation's advanced development project. So then on January 17th of 1981, the Lockheed test team at Area 51 accepted the delivery of the first full-scale prototype. Um, And at 6.05 a.m. on June 18th, 1981, there was a pilot named how Farley, and it says, quote, he lifted the nose off the runways of mm. Area 51. I don't really know what that means, but okay, whatever. So these days, what we have going on, um, what people think is happening is... Well, we, wait, you know what lift the nose off means, right? No. Well, like the nose of like the aircraft, yeah. like the top? Yeah. So like, I guess he successfully lifted off. But did he lift just the nose? Just the two. Just the two. <laughs> <laughs> Just the two. Um, you know. I think that meant that he actually was successful. Yeah, true. I think that's, that's how I take it. That's how I take you the You took writing. it as the like, glass half full. Like, he yeah. lifted the nose, he did it. I'm like, oh, he only got the nose of the aircraft done? Like, he couldn't get the whole Wimp. thing? Yeah, what a chump. <laughs> um, but these days, you know realistically what people are saying we use it for is improving stealth technology which i mean they're pretty stealthy if you ask me (laughs) um electronic warfare systems working on advanced weapons or advanced classified aircraft unmanned aircraft and lasers so that's you know kind of the more believable um things that people that they say are going on but 
some more little theories for you real quick that I found. I love theories. Uh, Yeah, people are saying that uh, the crash in Roswell, New Mexico, the remains were brought to Area 51. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know what they would still be doing there now, though. Yeah. Yeah. Like Um, what else they'd be possibly working on. I mean, it's been, what, 60 years, 70 years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they also believe that it was actually, and this is a direct, so it was a Soviet aircraft uh, which crashed in Roswell. And then it, it wasn't aliens, it was, and I quote, piloted by mutated midgets. Whoa. And wreckage is, the, the wreckage is there. What a stretch. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Um, These are the people that are raiding Area 51 on September 20th. Yeah, people, yeah. The people with this theory that exactly. it was operated by Soviet midget. I'm doing air quotes because obviously. Did you know, also, literally in The Wizard of Oz, the original movie, they deadass called the people playing the munchkins midgets. It was like. On feature, set? Featuring the singing midgets. If you That's watch so the credits. messed up. But that was what, 1920s? Like, I was like. 1930? I don't know. But I mean, you watch shows like that and you're like, oh my God, like, I can't believe they got away with that. You need to look up. Um, Have you ever seen, like, The Little Rascals? Like, the OG Little Rascals? Yes! Like, oh my God, you so need, messed up. My dad showed me Charlie Chan, which is like, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's dead ass, just a white guy, like, doing, like, this racist ass Chinese. Like, it's like. Oh, God. And you're like, okay, why do we. Oh, Snow White, right? My favorite, my favorite princess. Mm-hmm. In the movie, so you know that scene where she's with the dwarves and they're dancing yeah. and the music is playing? So one of them has a drum set and, like, they have a bunch of things and they hit the drum set and the cymbal goes flying. And lands on Dopey's head. Mm-hmm. And you know those like pointy Chinese hats? Oh no. They play a little like ding dong ding. <gasps> and he goes like no this. And sh- Yeah. Oh my If you my look up, I'm God. sure you can find it on the internet. Wow. And then it cuts to her like laughing like, oh! and you're like, Jesus Christ. That's racist. <laughs> So oh my god. That's that's a theory. But yeah, people saying, oh, it was Soviet midgets. Maybe that's the reason the aliens aren't here. Yeah. <laughs> Serious. Um, another thing uh, which is quite possible is that's where they shot the moon landing. Mm. Okay. That, you know, that's, that's, that's not the more. craziest thing I've heard out of all those theories. Yeah. So. Um, a lot of people also, and we, in our UFOs, when we. I uh, did talk about Area 51 in UFO hell no was someone saying what if this is just a diversion what if mm. there's nothing inside there yeah um anyway so that's my little history and introduction to all the things that people are saying and all the words going around mm. so along with your theories mm-hmm. um some say that the inspiration to this facebook event was caused by the latest netflix documentary called bob lazar area 51 and flying sausage a uh, sausage saucers i'm so hungry right now Eggs, bacon grits sausage <laughs> i'm a skinny bitch so i'm an alien but i'm still <laughs> sausage <laughs> so ridiculous so this documentary <laughs> You're so scared of that chair. Um, So it talks about the account of Bob Lazar, who is an American physicist who has claimed to have worked on reverse engineering um, 
purported extraterrestrial technology at a site called S4, which is located several kilometers south of the Area 51 Groom Lake operating location. Ooh. And he's been he's been claiming that he worked there, um, and he's been claiming this for years. And he's talked about his work there, how he boarded spacecraft that he worked and tested on, Holy and how shit. there were like eight more that he couldn't have access to because he wasn't testing on, he wasn't testing them, and how some. Uh, how some of the spacecrafts, the way that they were created, they weren't visible to the human eye at different angles due to the manipulation of light. So I've that's heard an interesting that. that's an interesting concept because it's true. Like, why is it you know people that claim to see flying saucers, like, they may see it one second and not the other, and it's mm-hmm. all you know. There's so much that there's blind spots that we have also, on this earth when you that think we can't see. Travel. Yes. Yes. Like, I mean, we don't even know, I feel like, a tenth of our brain and what, and our, like, I just feel like our body and what we're seeing and what we feel, like, we don't even know the half of it. Yeah. So I just thought that was a very interesting point. He also talks about how his engineering predecessor was apparently killed within the S4 walls while working on the same artifact as him and reflecting on how. Uh, this was said to have happened, he states that um, a horrific, uh, he goes, quote, unquote, horrific accident led to the scientist's death as he was attempting to cut into the ship with some sort of plasma ray. Shit. Yeah, sounds super graphic. Um, Yeah. Did you know, as I was doing research, there was a pilot flying, like, over Area 51 or to or from, and he crashed and died? And, like, the Pentagon, like, refused to identify what kind of aircraft it was. What? Yeah. Wow. I mean, did he have a family? And Yeah. And and they, like, I don't know, I'll I'll post about it because it's insane. But, yeah, he, like, mysteriously crashed. And they were like, oh, we can't tell, like, what kind of thing this is. And it was in some relation either he was going to Area 51 from or flying over. Sketchy. Sketchy as hell! Yeah. But, and yeah. yeah, so although Laser has been speaking of his accounts, um, at his uh, he's been speaking of his accounts at S four in incredible details for decades now, there is still zero evidence to back mm-hmm. up any of his claims. So what does this mean? Like, does this mean that he's just fucking out of his mind? And he's <laughs> thirsty for attention, or is this, which I believe, is that the government is covering their own tracks? Wiping all his records because apparently they even wiped away his birth his birth certificate. Holy shit! Yeah, they like um, any. But the big thing with this documentary too, supposedly, is that um, pictures of him have arisen with this team that he's described, but in other records, like he's not in the pictures. So it's like or they're I just trying to know. erase, yeah. like they're trying to erase history or any or record of him. Yeah, you know, I mean, you don't know. The world may never know. And the thing is that he always says, he's like, I really don't have evidence for this, but I just, like, I mean, I just feel very strongly about talking about my story. And if you decide to believe me or not, that's on you, but I'm speaking the truth. Yeah. Like, and I mean, I I think, like, if that situation were to happen to me, I, I can't see myself lying about something like that for so long. Yeah. That's just so time consuming. Especially considering when it started, there and weren't you just crazy. ambassadors. There yeah. weren't memes. There like, weren't what are you followers. really getting out of that? Exactly. Like, you're lucky you just become the town loon. Yeah. And just, and I mean, more than anything, he's been getting 
threats. Um, people, like crazy conspiracy theorists, have like literally camped outside his house to Holy ask him questions. Shit. And like, yeah, like it's completely destroyed his personal life. And I mean, is is it really worth it if yeah. you were lying about that, you know? It's also a little too late to go back now. Yeah, that's true. There's something that I noticed, though, that I always kind of thought was with, like, unsolved murders and all these tragedies and people come up with these conspiracy theories behind them, it's almost offensive to the people who did suffer. Yeah. And so people, you know, I mean, a lot of these are sensitive topics, so I won't go into specifics, but things you see in the news or, you know, unsolved mysteries that, you know, we see documentaries on and people are like, oh, it's the government or, oh, it was this person. It was just, and they shrug it off. That's kind of offensive to the true victims. Yeah. And I think that, you know, he might, to a certain degree, butt heads with people who are claiming, because I saw there are people who are claiming to have worked on the hangers and, you know, been in that movie theater, I bet, who are saying, you know, we worked really hard on these planes, on this aircraft, you know, I, you know, spent X amount of years of my life working here and you're saying aliens did it, blah, blah, blah. That must feel invalidating to, to, hit, them. to them, yeah. too. Yeah, but you never will hear their side. Nope. Huh. It's just a very interesting concept of, like, I mean, everyone has different views and, um, I mean, I don't, I mean... I guess, like, for him, he said the reason why he was coming out with this documentary was as insurance purposes. If something were to happen to him, mm. he would, like, he would say, like, the government did this to That's me. That's true. Because he has, and the footage is old. It's not him, yeah. you know, sparking up out of nowhere with Netflix documentaries, HBO documentaries on everything saying, yeah. ooh, wait for me. Like, this footage has, this footage been taken. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, this is years of research yeah. and all that stuff. So, with all this being said in our discussion, is this safe? Is this raid at all safe to go into? And my answer is hell to the fucking no. <laughs> all right? So, um, just so you guys are clear, all over the fences of Area 51, it reads that trespassing is highly forbidden and that use of deadly force is authorized. And that's in like big letters. Oh, like, you shit. can't, I mean, they can literally just shoot your ass right on spot, no questions asked the moment you step over that fence. So maybe that's why they have such a little ass fence is so that they get to yeah, use because, guns. Yes, because they could just shoot you with no question. Hmm. Yeah. So maybe that's not a good idea, folks. You so, think they ever order a pizza to Area 51? And they have to like they be probably like, yo, have, Ben, like go down the street. We can't order for delivery. We have to order for pickup. They probably have the best pizza on site. Ooh. They probably do. They have like Pizza Hut or Domino's or something. Oh, yeah. Something good. Yeah. So, also, if you're deciding to go to this raid, which we highly suggest you don't, <laughs> okay, um, have you thought about where you plan on staying? So, according to CNN, Rachel Nevada has a population of 54. Now, let you, like, letting you know, Area 51's in Rachel, Nevada. There's 54 people that live in the town, and it's surrounded just by ghost towns and desert. So... The town boasts only four businesses in its city limits. And the Little Ali Inn is the only one that provides lodging and food. Ooh, you know what that means. What's that mean? Like a stakeout, camp out. I'm picturing, I'm picturing in like the desert what I had at when campus I was go. at Campus Go. Yeah. 
but here you go. So according to the website for this inn, the inn is booked solid for September 20th, which is the day that this raid is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. And the inn has 14 rooms and the camping space is now the last available okay. option there. So yeah. now, yeah, like if you want to go now, you just have to get one of Lily's three foot tents and <laughs> have a ball. I'll sell it. Catch You're my so Poshmark. <laughs> yes. Catch my Poshmark. I'll sell my tent. So to make matters worse, Rachel's only gas station closed in 2006. So visitors will have to fill their tanks 50 miles away in Alamo, Nevada. Dude, so you better stock so the fuck up. This prepping for Bisco. Yes. And yes. And the next closest town to get lodging is also Alamo, which is 50 miles away. Let me just reiterate that. And most of the hotels are already booked or have very low availability. So you just, I mean, if you don't care about wasting gas and spending hundreds and hundreds of dollars on gas and sleeping in your car, and I mean, let me just also say that the desert is the fucking desert. It's hot as balls. So. Dude, the Pennsylvania mountains were, he like, literally, I am, I'm imagining people in campers and three-foot tents and then human-sized tents and all that shit just like in the desert like having a fucking like a rager an alien <laughs> an alien an area 51 rager just like everyone has their own winnebago's and they See, all got shit going on i think that that's fucking awesome if you go to like the surrounding towns and you camp out and you wear alien gear you or like you make yeah friends. have like alien like dubstep music or something like you make fun with it but don't try to go near the premises like the festivities help the, and then the actual help the local business go buy their area 51 alien souvenirs what did you see there was a pet store like a uh, an animal shelter and they put little tin hats on the dogs and oh. it's in the area and it said come read us instead oh my god if you go to area 51 and you don't adopt an animal <laughs> from that animal shelter you are fucking dead to me <laughs> well, dude, she just got so I, angry you guys i can that I is can how could you say no to a dog in a tin hat and then you can't <laughs> fuck all right i'm just getting a one-way ticket to nevada and just Guy, buying a ranch over by Area 51 and just letting all those tin-hatted animals free. She's very serious, you guys. Like, you can't I'm triggered. <laughs> I'm violently tapping right. my finger on the glass. It's some ASMR. Ow, that actually hurts my finger. Okay. Right, keep going. So anyway, on top of that, with everything else being low-staffed and literally it's a ghost town, there's not a lot of EMS. So... <laughs> Um, you know, with the brutal weather conditions, you know, emergency medical services aren't going to be able to help you as quickly as you may need. So maybe you shouldn't go just in general. What could possibly go wrong? And if this doesn't help um, persuade you, then maybe Bob Lazar can. So he made an Instagram post. His Instagram name is United Nuclear Bob for those that want to follow him. He put a screenshot of the Facebook event and he goes, I have to comment on this storm area 51 thing. I do understand it was a, it started as a joke by someone, but there are a number of people who are actually planning on showing up. This is a misguided idea. Area 51 is a classified research base. There are no aliens or alien technology located there. The only place there was ever any alien technology was on site S4 south of area 51 proper, which is where he worked. Mm -hmm. That was 30 years ago. S4 may have moved decades ago, or it's possible it's no longer being used for the project. I do not support this movement. 
The last time someone tried to get into Area 51, he was shot. This is not the way to go about trying to get more information. What is good is the interest in the subject, the science and technology. That is what would immediately change the world we live in. So he's not... Way to go, Bob! Yes! So, and this is why, honestly, you know, I kind of believe what he's... Yeah, that's why I, I kind of believe what he says about what he's going through. Um, cause he's, he's keeping it real. I mean, he's like, keep it a hundred. Yeah. So he's like, area 51 is not the place you want to go. And S4, like it's not there. So, you know, but he's not trying to shut people down of the idea of aliens and what's and what's going on there. But he's saying, you know, let's try to do this a different way. Let's try to find out this research in a safer way. Thanks for your interest, but let's, let's kind of come up with a different game plan. Yeah. And you know, He's, he acknowledges that it's good that we're all interested. It shows that, you know, we care about what's going on around us yeah. and in our country. So, um, yeah. So that's kind of how I wanted to end off. Um, I like that. Yeah. So any other final thoughts? Um, I think I'm – I mean – you know, I feel like there's just so much you could talk about with Area exactly. 51 that we can literally make this a five part yeah. uh, podcast. But I feel like we have so many other super cool um, things to talk about in the next coming weeks. There's a quote I have. Oh, let's hear it. So Peter Merlin. OK. A, he was an aerospace historian. He's been actually researching this for over three decades. Wow. Said. And this is kind of something I touched upon before. Some are even mad because they worked on these things and built these amazing planes. And then he gets, he says, this is Earth technology. You got folks claiming it's extraterrestrial when it's really good old American know-how. America. <laughs> so, yeah, American Very know-how. patriotic. Yes. What a way to end. Yes. But on that note, yeah, we have so many different episodes coming your way very soon. So thank you guys so much for listening. Um, You can follow us on Twitter, which is JTT Podcast. You can follow our Instagram um, at Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Our Facebook, which we have Just Ghouly Things Podcast. We also have a closed group that you guys can join where you can talk amongst yourself that our other listeners um, talk about your experiences, have questions, post pictures, whatever you want to do. It's an open community to um, our listeners. So definitely check that out. And you can also donate to our Patreon, Just Ghouly Things Podcast. Just for as little as a dollar, you can get a shout out on one of our uh, episodes. And just a dollar goes a long way and helps us create more content for you guys. And if you or someone you know has a paranormal story that you'd like to share, feel free to email us at justschoolythingspodcast at gmail.com. So. <laughs> I love dropping that one. You want, let's just do it again. Let's things. do it again. Okay. So if well, no, you I, are. Th- I, just love, I just love having that line. Let's do it again. So if you or someone you know has a paranormal story they'd like to share with us, just email us at justschoolythingspodcast at gmail. that felt good that felt that felt right all right boo things we will talk to you guys next week Goodbye. goodbye